Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody, welcome again to Passion and Purpose, and I am here with my buddy. We just had a few good laughs. Actually, just to start off the podcast, tell that joke you just told me about, or not joke, the thing that uh, when you were uh, a kid that, yeah. you, that you saw. Yeah, so in sixth uh, grade— This is Sean Jones, by the way, and this is the Passion and Purpose podcast. <laughs> yeah, so in sixth grade, uh, just looking at this cartoon, and it had all these guys with mohawks uh, lined up in a row, and uh, but one of them was turning— uh, you know, towards you, and it just said in the caption, "What are you staring at? Can't you tell we're all unique?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the classic uh, high school, junior high thing: trying yeah. to be unique, but you're mirroring somebody else. Mirroring somebody else. You're you're going with the flow, and everybody's just working on trying to draw you in to conform to what they're doing or how they are, because there's 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 comfort in conforming. Wow. You know? And uh, and so. That and when you're not, when you're really unique, when you're right. really different, yeah. then people have a problem with it. Yeah. Oh, really? I haven't noticed that through the years. <laughs> oh, you haven't. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Well. Hey. So on those lines, we wanted to take time today. We we just been through a couple of heavy days, really mm-hmm. sharing hearts about identity, sexuality, yes. and and just our our love for people in the midst of the pain and the struggle, and mm-hmm. and hopefully people got a chance to hear that. Today we want to do another heavy topic that also, you know, can be funny at times, but also very serious. And that mm-hmm. is we mirror the world around us and the power of media mm-hmm. and the power of not just social media, but media in general, that's influenced all of our lives, right? Right. For better, or for worse. And I, and I want to say this, and I, I think you would agree with this is that it's not the medium that's the problem, like the tool, like right. a, a TV is not the problem, or there's some incredible movies out there that mm-hmm. are life-changing, that God uses beauty and creativity. And so we are pro-media in the sense of the creative expression of God, or we right. are pro-phones or tools that allow us to reach one another, care for one another. So it's not the tool that is evil. It's mm-hmm. what's done mm-hmm. with the tool yeah. or what we behold or what we're addicted to in the tool. So so I just want to lay that framework. So we got the framework. Right. So just take me on a little run, 30 years of working with youth and observing your own life. How is media shaped? How does it shape people? What is the, what's the downside of this? And what do we need to be attentive to? Right. So the downside of media that I would say is that media is constantly telling people what to believe and wow. what to think. Wow. I mean, through messaging, through uh, how to perceive or to view mm. different people. And so if we're not comfortable, number one, in our own skin and understanding who we are, mm. then we could have a problem. Mm. If we are not able to, to know how to think and just constantly being told what to think, we could have a problem. Wow. Because more and more as media has progressed and 
you know, the game changed when the smartphone came out. The mm -hmm. game changed in youth ministry. Absolutely. Uh, when people had so much access to everything right at their fingertips, but also so much disinformation as well. Mm -hmm. I say now that it's gonna be harder and harder in the future to find the truth. Right. To really understand and know the truth because people share opinions as facts. Right. And tell people, hey, you need to think like this. Mm. Hey, you need to conform to that. Mm. And so if we, want to be popular or in a part of the in crowd or to align ourselves with the popular thought we'll just give into it mm -hmm. and start believing that instead of believing god because mm. i don't know if you know this jimmy but <laughs> please <laughs> tell me sometimes god's views on things is not the popular really yeah man yeah. that is so good <laughs> just, to know just to let you know <laughs> thank you uh yeah so 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 let's take that thought right so um it's going to be harder and harder to find the truth mm -hmm. because there's so much opinion slash uh, uh, communicated as truth. Or right. and then there's creativity around it. There's mm -hmm. it touches every sensory part of me. Right when right. when I'm messaging. So we just take humanism, you know. Right. So I can be all I can be, yeah. you know, in and of myself, and mm -hmm. and let everybody dream and be who they're called to be. And I believe that's a that's a hijacked. Uh, uh, admonition of God. God said, I know the plans I have for you. They're good and not for evil. So God creates us for beauty and he has a dream for our lives, but it's his dream. It's his way. Right. It's his strength. It's under yeah. submission to him. It's doing it his way that then has been hijacked, if you will, by the media mm -hmm. to create a, a storyline right. that kind of leads us down a, a tough path, right? right? So back to that whole deal when you said truth's gonna be harder to find. So how important is it, and I know it's a rhetorical question, but let's just go off on this a minute. How important it is that uh, you read the Bible yourself, you believe that, who, what your central authority is. Mm -hmm. How important is that? I think that that's, it's it, it's monumental. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just the foundation and the cornerstone for each individual life right. that's found in Jesus Christ. Right. Without reading scripture and understanding his truth, uh, then people can lie to us and tell us what's in the Bible and we would never know. Mm -hmm. And so people can start really trying to control mm. even Christians by mm. saying what is truth and that it's in scripture mm. or twisting the word of God. Mm. And so it's opening up the word of God, reading it, knowing it for ourselves, and it also draws us closer to the Lord. We start seeing the way that he sees when we mm. read scripture. We start um, hearing and knowing his heart more and more when we read scripture. It's just, it's foundational. Wow, yeah. so let's go back Let's go back and forth here. Let's go back to media. So you said the smartphone. Where do you see youth being mostly affected? What are, mm. what are some of the messages or some of the, the um, media pieces that that are kind of leading kids astray or leading adults astray. It's not just kids. All of yeah. Them. So when you have mm -hmm. uh, a singer or an actor or an actress that comes out and shares an opinion or a thought, mm -hmm. um, number one, it's right. hey, I like that actor and I like that actress. So hey, I'm gonna. I'm, it's now they're endorsing an opinion, a thought. Um, you know, Miley Cyrus. Right. When Miley Cyrus came out and shared, um, you know, that she was now, I think, a, a fifth different gender. Right. That now you've got youth that are, 
they like Miley Cyrus. Sure. And they're thinking, oh, wow, there are now multiple genders. Right, because you Miley know, Cyrus Because said she so. said so. Yeah. Or um, uh-huh. to, to even like practical uh, things of, I've got to dress like this because mm. this is the way that this actor dresses and they endorse it um, to wow. the point of, you know, um, right now, pornography, it's right. harmless. What do you mean pornography is bad? Mm. And uh, and having people make jokes about it mm-hmm. and and picking up on those just different things. I remember um, hanging out with a guy and uh, he was talking about watching Friends, uh, the TV show. And I remember uh, being with some youth and they were sitting down and they were watching and I was realizing, wow, they, they really make a lot of jokes and make really fun of just pornography, right? Mm. Um, and... I was thinking, we have a lot of people in this room where it's like really addictive to them right. and it's gripping them and they cannot get free from it that it's clouded their thoughts, it's clouded their hearts and their conscience is seared. How is this funny? And in having a dialogue, they were like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. And so this guy, as I was talking to him about one of his favorite shows and this was it, I was like, hey, I just want you to take some time to take a look, step a couple of seats back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and watch you watching this, but right next to Jesus. Mm. And, and, and hear what they're saying and see if Jesus would agree with it. Mm. And he was just so convicted after one uh, sitting of it and just, we were so mad at me. He mm. said, you ruined my favorite show. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't watch this anymore. It's not funny. Um, I was like, well, I'm, that's not what I was trying to do. I was like, we've just got to be a people that when we do take on media, mm-hmm. that we are able to say, oh yeah, okay, now that was funny, but that's not true. Mm. And just being able sure. to just start right. filing things. I'm not saying, hey, you've got to wipe everything out, but just start understanding that we need to be a people that are always thinking with with the lens and looking at the with the lens and thinking with the mind of Christ and being able to say, okay, yeah, I can see how that's humorous, but that's not true. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so let's just talk about basic uh, what we know uh, in agriculture, but the scripture picks up on it over and over again, that you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. So bountifully, you reap bountifully. So uh, minimally, you reap minimally, etc. Right. And when we talk about just the, our time and attention and affection, mm-hmm. um, if you have a five-minute devotional time, read a Bible verse, pray a prayer, and go off, and then the rest of your music and your dialogue and your viewer viewing is not godly or right. uh, wholesome or you know value yeah. based biblically value based um it is it is almost it's it's just it's impossible to then yield the fruit of righteousness it's just right. it it's it's the law of the farm right, right. Uh, if you sow if you don't sow good seed into the soil you won't have a crop but if you right. sow bad seed you'll for sure have destruction right right so i think that i think that what what i am still amazed by well, i'll just i can say at times in my own life but i would say this is an area that you know both and i both of us realized early on and we've right. been really kind of pretty adamant about it and we've gotten a little grief for it at times right mm-hmm. um uh, but i think what we both realized in our own lives personally was i grew up watching tv and trash 
all the time. So yeah. when I got saved, what I always say, I got saved at 17 and and I uh, tell them, hey, I needed to be saved. You know, some some church kids who got saved at five, I was like, listen, I needed to be saved. People needed me to be saved, right? right. <laughs> I was destroying people's lives. I need to be saved. And then I said, and then as I started to read the scriptures within the first couple of years there and realized what, how far off I was, mm-hmm. I cut media out for years because I had spent so much investment and it had so shaped my worldview, my attitudes, mm-hmm. my dress, yeah. my insecurities, my fears, my ambitions. Yeah. I just realized I can't be living my life vicariously through everything else. And I would just unsaved long enough to realize how much impact it had. Yeah. But I think I think that people don't realize how much impact it's having. So what do you say when somebody says, oh, it's harmless, man. I mean, what's the big deal, Sean? I mean, just chill out. I'm coming to church. I, mm-hmm. I go to a life group. Uh, why is it such a big deal? Yeah, well, I would say, why don't you unplug from it for one week Yeah. and see if there's a noticeable difference? Right. You know, when we go on retreats or camps, we work at getting youth to agree, hey, let's unplug from it. Right. And why do you think you hear God so much easier now? Mm. You know, and uh, why do you feel like, oh, your RPMs are a little bit slower, mm. you know, that you're just a little more calm? You know, a number of years ago, um, Shannon was speaking with uh, a youth that just came up at the end of a service who just really wanted prayer. Um, She was depressed, uh, not doing well emotionally, and just really wanted prayer and wanting to be free from this depression. And, you know, there's clinical depression, but what Shannon was sensing by the Spirit was that this was a different kind of depression. And I believe God can heal both right in an instance. But Shannon just looked, and by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, uh, she's like, this is not some deep-rooted spiritual thing. And she got a word of, uh, of knowledge and said, what music have you been listening to? Right. And sweet, sweet girl just started naming off these bands. And Shannon said, what are the lyrics? Right. And so she started singing some of the songs. And Shannon said, why don't you stop listening to that music? Mm. And from that was a Sunday night. Wednesday night at the high school life group time and she comes back into the, the the doors of the youth room and she's like, I'm free from depression. Mm. I don't feel wow. the same way that I, wow. I felt on Sunday. Mm. And so Shannon did pray for her, but she stopped listening to the things that were influencing her. Mm. I mean, just that that simple. Uh, the same thing. I, I, w- I was saved in high school and I was still listening to garbage. <laughs> sure. And uh, there was a band uh, called Two Live Crew. It was basically cussing to a beat. Um, you know, that these <laughs> oh, guys. That's a great way to say that. Yeah, <laughs> it. Keep was. Going. Yeah. And these, these, I wanted to be on the in crowd of these uh, counselors uh, at summer camp. And they were inviting me in, and at nighttime when the campers were asleep, we were listening to this guy who had a great system in his car, and just the bass was awesome, and they're just cussing to a beat. Like, I'm telling you— Was this church camp counselors? This was church camp counselors (laughs) at a church camp. (laughs) We were praising the Lord and then listening to this, and it's amazing how the Holy Spirit can then start bringing conviction. Hmm. Because as I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm struggling with now— impure thoughts. Right. I'm struggling with uh, honoring speech. Sure. I'm struggling with uh, viewing my sisters in the Lord correctly. Mm-hmm. And the I'm like, Lord, God, what is going on? Mm. And you just said, so what are you listening to?
And who are you listening to? Mm. And I just went to the guys, you know, when they said, hey, you're going to come and hang out with us. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, your counselors I'm like, I'm like, you said, I can't I, hang I, out with you I guys. I can't hang out with you guys. <laughs> right. I, I mean, there's something wrong in here. Sure. You know, and in here and mm. in, in my head and in my heart. And I stopped doing that and, and started just moving towards worship right. music and just Christian music. Sure. And to this day, that's mm. what I primarily yeah. listen to because right. I love music. Sure. And but it, it keeps my mind fresh. Yeah. It keeps my mind centered on the Lord. It makes a difference. Right. So so again, what we do know is obviously the power of music. I mean, we see it. I mean, it's, yeah. you, it, it doesn't take a lot of thought here to realize because yeah. it hits every sense and then the mm -hmm. words and then everything kind of melds together. Right. Right. So so the, so what I know about you and I and I believe, you know, um, we would say our, our desire is to love Jesus and be affectionately yeah. close to him and to have our senses sensitize him to hear his voice. It's not about legalism for us. Mm, no. So when somebody says, wow, Sean, that's pretty legalistic. You know, I feel like that's that's just not God's heart. That's way too tight. What would you say to that? What do you say when people say it's too legalistic? Oh, wow. Um, I'd say, hey, more power to you if you can do this and stay righteous and pure right. before the Lord, go for it, yeah. you know? And even if God's <laughs> calling you, go, I mean, hey. Sure. But, but for me, I knew that th th I couldn't. Yeah. And so there are some TV shows that I feel like, oh, I've got, there's a grace that hey, I can sit down, sure. I can Enjoy watch that. it, sure. it doesn't affect me. And then there are other shows, oh, it affects me. Mm. I would say that it's not legalism to follow the Holy Spirit. Mm. You, you need wow. to follow the Lord. And saying, Lord God, is this okay? Yeah. You know, is yeah. this okay for me to watch? Sure. Or always being open to the spirit that you're and so sensitive to the spirit because you're spending time in the word of God praying daily that you can feel the tapping of mm. the Lord and not ignore it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so again, it's it's so relational for you. Yeah. Hey, I'm committed to someone other than myself. Right. God himself. Yeah, the person of the Holy Spirit is how I'm led and directed, and I'm going to honor. And and, right. and and again, it's not even. I I know for you, it's not even about. I'm going to honor it because it's the right thing to do. It's just, I'm going to because what I want to do. Like, yeah, I, I know it is rich or right or best. Mm -hmm. One one of the deals is people have often asked me like when they talk about devotional life or whatever. When I try to say, hey, you need a devotional life, and you're saying, you know, well, that's legalism. I said, it's mm. not legalism if you want to do it. Right. Like. I want to be close to Jesus. So you're going to help me right. learn how to read the Bible, pray, get my tail out of bed and seek right. God. If you're going to help me with my goal, right. which is to get to know God, then this is can't be legalism. <laughs> it it can only be, be helpful, legal. right? I don't <laughs> or if you, if you if you want to have a pure mind <laughs> right. and you're saying, you know, probably listening to cussing to a beat is not helping you, right. then then that's not legalism. Right. It's like, hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's this whole thing. It's like being a Christian is not a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And yeah. so, you know, is it legalism if someone wants to be married and we say, well, you need to talk to your wife every day. Hmm. And it's better to talk to her in the morning, let her know that she, she's encouraged, uh, <laughs> let her know that Loved. you love her yeah, yeah. and spend time with her. Well, <laughs> it's the same thing with God. You know, if you say, hey, your devotional life, every day, spend every day with the Lord. Well, that's legalism. Mm. Well, is it legalistic to do that with your wife? Mm. You know, wow. uh, some guys would want to say, well, if football's on, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that's what I can tell her. No, <laughs> it's not. not the time. <laughs> it's not legalism. It's called a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I'm thinking of a really heavy story, but I'm just going to share it because that's what these podcasts are all about. Mm -hmm. There was a real move of God uh, at Baylor in the early 90s. They had kind of, they used to have uh, revivals at the school. They would do like four nights uh, for Mm -hmm. anyone on campus that wanted to come. And so there were thousands of students came to this particular revival, and it was a guy named Dave Busby, who Dave ended up dying of cystic fibrosis. So he knew that there was a death sentence on his life, right? Mm. So he couldn't stand up for long periods of time. But incredible guy loved the Lord, and he was talking about sin and repentance, and uh, he had just gotten married. And he said, you know, I never thought I'd be able to be married. And and I'm, I'm, I'm married, and, you know, I don't know how many years we have because of my disease, but I'm I'm just delighted. And he said, um, what if what if my wife and I, you know, I'd never been with a woman, and here we are. It's our, she comes out of the bathroom already for our first time to ever be together, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there with another woman on my lap. Mm. And she is saying, what? And you're saying, oh, no worries. She's always been around. She's just going to sit over here. This is just, this is just yeah. who I am. And, mm. yeah, no, I love you. But I've got this other woman that I'd like to share life with too. And there's a couple others out there you haven't met yet. And and he said, what would your wife do? I mean, she would just be devastated. And then he goes into repentance and he said, the Lord has betrothed you to himself mm. and you're bringing other lovers into the room. And wow. and the Spirit of God fell on the place with a bunch of young people, and they started confessing sin, and there were hundreds of them that came up on the mic. It was a move of God that we were all part of, and part, that was a big part of that launch, <clears throat> because somebody had the guts to say, this is a relational break here. This is not yeah. just... I'm doing right. I'm doing wrong. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh, what I prefer. But God wants me to do something else. Oh well, or let's all laugh about it. This is a, this is a relationship with the living God who loves us, cares mm-hmm. for us, wants us, calls Himself basically, not basically, but spiritually married to us. It is a, yeah. a fidelity relationship, and and when we want to know Him and we want mm-hmm. to be attentive to Him, we can't have other lovers. Right. So that's how I kind of view it is, um, is this particular media deal that uh, that I'm obsessing on or I'm interested mm-hmm. in or whatever, is it another lover? Is it a yeah. another worldview that breaks the heart mm-hmm. of the one I'm with? Right. You know, and um, though I know that's heavy and big, it's real. Right. right. We we can all we can all uh say whatever we like. Right. The Bible's still gonna win. Mm-hmm. God's way's still gonna win. But the beauty of it that I think we miss is it's all about relationship to him. Yeah. He's the he's the grieved father, right? right. He's the, the left husband. He's the the one who uh um, weeps when people choose their way, doesn't mm. ever wish for them to be destroyed by their own sin, but only wants to rescue them. He's the one that died on the cross and rose from the dead so that we can be forgiven of anything at any time right. just by coming. Right? Yeah. He's the perfect lover because he always forgives. That's right. a, That's just stunning. So whatever I did last night or whatever I chose today that was off kilter or off wrong, I can come back to this one who loves me so thoroughly and just say, I am so sorry. And in a moment he says, restored. Right. Let's go again. I mean, in that, it, yeah. it's, it's just it's so stunning. Good. Yeah. And I, and, and my prayer, my hope is in, in all of our discussions that 
that people have not only sensed God's love for them, but that they've also um, said, hey, I'm not going to play games anymore with my own life. I, I, God loves me. God created me. God wants me. Therefore, it affects media. It affects my sexuality. Right. It affects my relationship. It affects my view of the church. It affects, you know, uh, who I marry and why I marry and you know, all that stuff. That's my prayer. That's yeah. my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, any last words, bro? This is yeah. our sign-off. What yeah. you thought? Well, a, a lot of times, and you said it really well, um, there's good media out there, there's bad yeah. media out sure. there. And, uh, but, you know, a lot of times youth will go after and start dabbling in the things that can hurt them because right. they, they want to fit in. Sure. And uh, there's a danger in that, right. and that it, we cannot fit in. Right. If we're followers of Jesus, we're right. not called to fit in. Right. Um, if, if light fits in the darkness, then there's no light. Wow. It's just dark. Mm. And I'll, at times it's, hey, I need to watch this show or I need to listen to this song so I can talk to the friends that are yes. around so that I can fit in. And when they're talking about a show, I'm isolated because I know nothing about it. Mm. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, switch the topic. Right. Um, because you're called to be light mm. and not just youth, uh, young adults, sure. adults, seasoned citizens. <laughs> yes, yes. We're all called to be light yes. and we, we, we're not supposed to fit in. Mm. Uh, we're supposed to shine. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Love it, buddy. Love you. Love you. So Lord, we do pray. Mm. May yes, we be holy yours. May our love for you grow because we've shared our hearts together and may you set men and women free. And may your love and your light shine through us, we yes, pray Lord. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>